0: As always, a blessing to be together congregated as his church on Sunday, the day in which the great I Am chose for our assembly, his assembly. Together, we continue uh, our Sermon Sunday sessions within the Gospel of John. And we do so as we worship in spirit and truth. And today's portion of scripture, the location which we are found as we uh, progress in the text is chapter 5, verses 24 to um, 32, I believe that should be. And uh, we title this, A Matter of Life or Death. A matter of life or death. So today we ask ourselves a question. Do we hear the word of God? Do we hear the word of God? It's a matter of the heart. Huh? Right? It's a matter of the heart. Are we humble? Are we humble? Blessed Are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of Matthew would record the words of the Christ in chapter 5, verse 3. It's a matter of obedience, also, is it not? A matter of the heart being humble, a matter of obedience. Do we love Jesus? But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. James chapter 1, verse 22 would say. And it's also a matter of faith, obviously. Do we trust in Jesus Christ? What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, but has no works? Can that kind of faith be save them? Well, the answer is no. It can't save anyone, nor will it keep anyone saved either, James chapter 2 would say. So as we ask the question, do we hear the word of God? Well, are we humble? Are we obedient? Do we have faith? Right? A matter of life and death. So thus far in the Gospel of John, we've heard about the nature of Christ. That he is not a created being, but that he is the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed one. He was, is, and will forevermore be. We've heard that he was man on earth, God among us, right? We've heard his word to the Jews, his people, his family, his own household, and to the foreigners, the non-Jews. And we've recognized that the foreigner, having genuine faith, activated their trust in obedience. They were seeking the more to hear him and the words he produced. And his words are spirit and we've also recognized the, four, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the Jews and their faith not being genuine as the foreigner, but rather superficial, sadly. Those who should have been following him. In other words, well, church folk, believers, right? Israel, and in principle today, that would be Christians. Aren't we the ones who should be following Jesus? We take his name, we profess his name with our mouths, or is it just lip service, right? That kind of thing. We, we, we are faced with that challenge. We see how these who should have embraced him did not do so. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets... And stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together, as hen gathers, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. That's Matthew 23:37, the recorded words of Jesus Christ in accordance in relation to his people, the Jews. Again, believers, church folk. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and uh, will take their place or their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. These are the recorded words of Jesus Christ speaking this thing to the non-Jews, the foreigners, the Gentiles, the heathens, the pagans, the Greeks, the Romans, you and I, and so on those who are not of the fold of Judaism. And he continues to say the Christ, but the sons of the kingdom, in other words, the house of Israel, the Jews, believers, these religious leaders of the day uh, who walked among us will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8, verses 11 and 12. And sadly, such remains the case this day in our generation. 2,000 years later, most Christians, preachers, leaders in the church will not be willing to follow his word according to love. Tyrants and self-righteous hypocrites like the Pharisees behind the pulpit this day. Divisive slanderers. Those who live for confrontation, and when there is no confrontation, they create it. And then they blame the innocent for it. These, like the Jews of the day, are firmly convinced they know the law and follow the law. And great will be their gnashing of teeth. Hate and anger on the day of judgment. It shouldn't be. They should have embraced him. They should have welcomed him. And sadly, many Christians in the church of Christ act in this same way, behind pulpits, in the eldership, and so on. And that indeed can be discouraging. And that indeed, if we are weak in faith, will either be devoured or withdraw ourselves from Christ and his bride we should not let that happen we have to be strong important to note many are not willing it said jesus said many are not willing now i don't 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 miss this very important point okay though we cannot meritoriously earn our salvation by any boasting of works we certainly do have responsibility to do the things christ has commanded us to do if we love him and this in order to receive his freely given gift of salvation in other words we have free will we are not robots pre-created saved or lost according to the erroneous false teachings Of Calvinism which has sadly penetrated or is a part of most religious beliefs today and has come centuries in the working no but rather our trust is in God he loved us and blessed us with the ability to choose being saved or lost according to the pre-planned gospel And that, indeed, is what we are as free-willed agents. We've also heard his word perform miraculous activity which led religious leaders of free will to aggressively seek murder upon Jesus. For Christ spoke his equality with the Father. And one who refuses the Son ultimately refuses the Father. And the prophets who spoke of Christ... And one cannot refuse the word of Christ and receive Christ. If you refuse the word of Christ, you refuse Christ. And this information is important as groundwork to our sermon session as we progress within the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 24 and following, because we will see faith and obedience In verses 19 through 23, we saw, of course, the relationship between God the Father and God the Son. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, that was one offense they had created, of course, law out of thin air, bound in tradition against him to find him guilty. Not that also, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Verse 18 So we saw the relationship between God the Father and God the Son. And throughout verse 24 now to verse 29, we shall see the relationship between God the Son and mankind. Verse 25, or let us begin verse 24. Truly, truly, which of course means pay close attention to what is about to be said. A teacher is going to teach. Truly, truly, I say to you, I, the Christ, equal with the Father, He had just spoken of, am speaking to you collectively, people. Pay attention, the crowds. He who hears, take note. We have it one. We ha, uh, take note. We have it once now. Here, the word here, here, H E A R. He who hears my word. And believes him who sent me has eternal life. And does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. It's a matter of life or death. Will we hear or will we neglect and reject? The Jews, the religious leaders who should have embraced they chose to neglect and reject. Yet they were the ones who were reading the Bible and were capable of teaching the law. How can that be? How would the foreigner, the heathen, the pagan, the Gentile, the Greek, how could they not be people, of course, who would be born and raised in a covenant to read the law and know the law and practice the law, how is it that when they heard it, they embraced it and followed it, while those born into it, who were born into this covenant, knowing the law, knowing God, being His kingdom, would neglect and reject the Christ? Friends, again, to the point that there are many of these pharisaical types Crept in through the window behind pulpits now in local congregations who know the law and can teach the law, but yet they neglect and reject the love of Christ. They don't follow Jesus, they follow their own selfish ambitions. Whom are we paying attention to? Again, read the text. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears whose words? The Pharisees' words? The Sadducees' words? The pastor's words, the preacher's words, the Pope's words, the priest's words, mom's words, dad's words. What about our neighbor's words? Coworker's words, friend's words, my words, the same my utilized in the gospel of Matthew when he said, I will build my church. Men who listen to men build churches according to men. Men who listen to the words of Christ become the church of Christ. Who has an ear to hear? Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me. There is a matter of receiving his word within the mind and believing the word received in the mind. Whose word? His word. Christ. This individual is truly blessed for he or she has the right to become sons of God as this here gospel, John chapter 1, would reveal. And there is no contradiction in the text. There is no contradiction from John chapter 1 and here John chapter 5 verse 24. For such an individual who receives the word of God within his mind and believes the word received within the mind certainly qualifies to eternal life for such an individual will obey the gospel and pass away from judgment into eternal life truly truly i say to you verse 25 again this is most important pay close attention it is governed in such a divine inspired way the way so as to reach the faithless those who have no faith so as to become faithful, to know trust in Christ, it is designed and it is patterned to reach the fallen, uh, sorry, to uh, reach the faithless, to renew the fallen, and to reinforce the faithful. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. We have the word hear now three times in two verses. Verse 26, For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself. Sin is death, but God is life. That is the message. And in the Gospel of John, eternal life is breathed 15 times. 15 times. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy... Made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Now, is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 contradicting John chapter 5, verse 24, which speaks of hearing and believing, in which one would be the recipient of eternal life? Here in Ephesians, it speaks of grace. My dear friends, we must organize the words in cooperation together so as to not create contradiction, for no contradiction is found in God-breathed literature. In other words, we must carefully interpret the scriptures according to the author's information, instruction, guidance, command, example so on and so forth. Give ear and come to me. Listen, that you may live. The prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 3. Here, we must become the recipients of this information. Our minds must be humble so as to let down the the, what do you call those, the walls of pride that are keeping away the word of God from coming into our thoughts and that indeed is a a great problem in our community folks ain't allowing their ears to hear they don't want to hear it i don't have time for that i don't want to hear none of it sadly truly truly i say to you an hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. live. Everyone who lives in sin is dead. There's no way around that. It is an objective, absolute truth, reality, of our existence on this earth. We belong to God from the moment we are conceived in the womb of our mother, We belong to God until the age of accountability where we find independent, independent accountability. Therein, now we choose to break the law of Christ. We sin and alienate ourselves from him, separating ourselves from his fellowship and forgiveness. And from that day forward, we are dead in our transgressions. But are we willing to hear and believe? If so, we qualify for life. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Verse 27. And he gave him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Judgment, once again, back to verse 24. The individual who receives the word, he hears it. And hearing is much more than just an audible sound. You're actually taking in the words being spoken for you and I, being read, being heard. We receive that within our minds. We reason with it. We, we understand the sense of it and its authority. We believe in those words. We activate that trust, that faith in a form of love towards him, he says, if you love me you will keep my commandments. If he has commanded us a way in which we must be saved, then we are wise if we have faith, if we hear and believe to practice that command. He has authority. The Son of Man is indeed A descriptive revealing to his human experience. Jesus was a man. He was a man, a human being. But it's much more than that. It is so much more than that. And we be wise, friends, church, to truly hear, receive, and believe, and understand the power and providence of God through this written word. Going back to the prophet Daniel, which would explain the depth and description of the Son of Man who has authority for judgment. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, I quote, pay attention. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Amazing. Amazing. This written by a, the literature of a prophet centuries before Jesus walked the earth. And the Jews should have known. They should have recognized the prophet's literature and saw the Messianic revealing and fulfillment within the Christ before them the Jews, most of the Jews, the Pharisees and Sadducees, these chiefs, these uh, elders and their lawyers and the Sanhedrin and all of these who were seen as uh, uh, the authority in the community, they were not hearing what he was saying They were not hearing what he was saying. Are we truly poor of spirit, humble? Are we obedient? Are we faithful? Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Daniel wrote that chapter 12 verse 2 and we read now verse 28 of chapter 5 john do not marvel at this for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice one two three four times now hear Are we paying attention to the information? Are we receiving the words of Christ? Do not marvel at this. For an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice. Who are the tombs? Verse 25, the dead. What is death? Sin. Those who live in sin are dead. Verse 29, and will come forth those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life, those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. It's a matter of life or death. Do we hear the word of God? Are we humble, obedient, and faithful? From the information of death, to living within the information of life it's truly powerful it's truly truly powerful multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt daniel 12 2 daniel 12 2 john 5 29 it's amazing to me centuries apart yet still coordinated by the penmanship of the Holy Spirit. And what is interesting also, to the information Paul, as a man governed by the Holy Spirit, speaking to his brethren at Rome, in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, speaking of the new birth the new birth that Christ was establishing and spoke of in John chapter 3, verse 3, and verse 5. Yes, indeed, in the immediate baptism that was in operation, the baptism of John, which was the baptism of repentance, which was necessary for both the Gentile and the Jew to be immersed, plunged, dipped, submerged, born out of water and the Spirit. For you and I in this new covenant, the age of the Messiah, His church, to which He is now crowned King of the kingdom, His kingdom, from death to life, the new birth. He is speaking these things to the crowds. Are they hearing? When we proclaim the truth, from his word and we remember what he said truly truly i say to you he who hears my word here we are reading his word proclaiming his word what is sad in a fallen world of those who claim to be believers and many christians is that they don't hear the word of christ They hear the words of their pastors and priests and popes and preachers and mom and dad and neighbors and co-workers. Well, my pastor said that he who hears my word. Who are we listening to? Are we hearing the word of God? You see how that applies. The one who hears the word of God and believes the word of God will indeed obey the word of God not because one can meritoriously earn his salvation not because one can boast of what he or she has done to receive salvation it is a gift from God it is the work of God those who do according to the word of God are good and they when they depart this earth will have eternal life which of course in a spiritual sense always applies immediately to the one who is faithful living in this physical life but what does it say to those who don't judgment and who has authority of judgment heaven or hell christ he's been given all authority and that indeed is why we hear the word judgment it is most important that we understand this information. Most important, I can do nothing on my own initiative. Verse 30, again reminding them of His equality with the Father. He indeed has the authority to speak the things He speaks. He indeed has the authority to establish the new birth in which you and I must be born again. I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge. If He... Our Lord and Master hears the words of the Father and obeys the words of the Father and is faithful to the words of His Father, how much more so we, being those who choose to follow Him, must indeed also hear His word. I can do nothing on my own initiative. Wow. Isn't that the great example from our Master? if we are to be practical in our application as Christians today, here at the local assembly, the East Coast Church of Christ in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada, the East Coast, the Maritimes, that we as well say, I can do nothing on my own initiative, I have to go where? Hear His word. When we choose to do things according to our own initiative, you know what happens? Division, chaos, brokenness, sin, pain, sorrow, consequence but when we do things according to the word of God it's not that we won't go through some very difficult moments in life it's that we'll be able to persevere through them and it's will keep his church pure away from corruption and we've seen enough of that what a beautiful thing we are here as the local assembly of our Lord's Church the East Coast Church of Christ we are united and in peace because we seek his word to hear his word he says again, I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will. But the will of him who sent me. That's amazing. That is amazing. You know why his judgment is just? Because he's not judging according to human subjective Uh, uh, ...hypocrisy. God is not judging us based on our social status. How much money we got in the bank. God is not judging us according to our education and how many plaques on the wall we've received through academia. God is not judging us according to our skin color, according to our language, according to our geographical location, according to all these things that the world judges us with, which is unrighteous judgment. God judges according to God's word and God is just. Are we hearing the word of God? Are we humble? Are we obedient? Are we faithful? He has all authority. He is the judge. And he is not doing so according to human condition, which is fallen because we choose to sin. He is doing it according to divine source. The will of him who sent me. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Verse 19. Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. He is equal. He is deity. He is God. And he does not judge according to the subjective measures of mankind. He judges righteous judgment, to which we are commanded to judge also, in John chapter 7 verse 24 Are we hearing the word of God If I alone testify about myself verse 31 my testimony is not true There is another who testifies of me and I know what the testimony that the testimony which he gives about me is true the father and the son And you see now how this portion of scripture demands our faith and obedience. If we are indeed humble, if we are indeed obedient, submissive to His will, His way, His word, then we indeed are faithful, trusting, and will become the recipients of His salvation, eternal life. And this, of course, as the scriptures reveal, the word of God reveals, if we are hearing the new birth born out of water and the spirit clothed with Christ galatians 3:26 and 27 buried with Christ romans chapter 6 verses 3 and 4 friends we are spiritually operated on as repentant believers who qualify to be immersed colossians 2:12 it is indeed the path to salvation mark 16:16 16, 16. Peter knew it and spoke it so clearly and plainly in 1 Peter 3.21. We must go to the tomb of Christ to be born again. And friends, when we are born again, we are added to His kingdom and no other. His church and no other. And we are wise to know uh, his church, his, his way. Isn't that good? I can do nothing on my own initiative as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just. Now if we pay attention to how many times the word "hear" has been mentioned in these short verses, we can see how important it is to receive the word he speaks. And of course, that information is available to any submissive heart, humble heart, who says yes? I do believe in Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God, and I do repent of my sins. And today's world is crazy with sin, isn't it? Fornication, adultery, homosexuality, abortion, lying, deceiving. Div- it, it, it's, it's filled with so many destructive things. And one who says I repent of those things, I change my mind. I want to follow Christ. Then he or she qualifies to be immersed baptized for the forgiveness of sins, added to the church that belongs to Jesus Christ and no other. That, of course, is available to all who listen to the Word of God. And that will conclude our sermon session this day. And Lord willing, till the next day we get to worship our Lord and Master, the great I Am God. All right, let us have a song of invitation.
1: Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming To cheer the wanderer, lone and tempest-tossed No storms can hide that radiance peaceful beaming Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining, till night shall vanish in eternal day. Give me the Bible when my heart is broken, when sin and grief have filled my soul with fear. Give me the precious words by Jesus spoken, hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior near. Give me the Bible, holy message shining, thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining, till night shall vanish in eternal day. Give me the Bible, all my steps enlighten. Teach me the danger of these realms below, that lamp of safety or the gloom shall brighten.